welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. Okay, so today we're going to go back to talking about team effectiveness models, and we're going to be focusing on the Belbin team role model. Now, the model was developed in the 70s by Dr. Meredith Belbin, who happens to be a psychologist, while he was trying to understand team dynamics and how the team dynamics could be controlled to avoid problems. Now, his research showed that most successful teams have a diverse mix of roles and behaviors. And Belbin actually clustered and identified nine of these that he believed would be represented or needed to be represented at various times within the lifetime of a team to make sure that the team was successful. So the nine Belbin roles are resource investigator, team worker, coordinator, plant, monitor evaluator, specialist, shaper, implementer, and completer finisher. Now, these roles were determined by using factor analysis, specifically he had six factors, which are personality, mental ability, current values and motivation, experience, role learning, and field constraints. And by using these factors, Belbin was able to identify these nine roles that he felt were important for team functioning. Now, nine roles is a lot, and so these roles can actually be further condensed into three categories, specifically action-centered roles, people or social-centered roles, and thinking or analytical-centered roles. So let's start by going through these roles and talking about what they look like. Starting with the action-centered roles, these individuals usually apply an adaptive cognitive style, are high in morals, generally avoid conflict, but may try to dominate in conflict situations. So let's walk through each one of these. Again, there's three of these in this action-centered role. The first one we'll talk about is the completer finisher. This person is usually someone who's anxious, conscientious, can come across as being introverted, very self-control and self-discipline, but is a bit of a warrior. And so the strengths of such a person to the team is that they're painstakingly conscientious and they search out errors to make sure that there are no problems and usually deliver on time. The challenge of this person on the team is that they can be a bit of a warrior and they're usually reluctant to delegate to other people. And so you have someone who is very detail-oriented, very focused on, on the work that has to be done, prefers to do it themselves because they don't trust other people with it and can sometimes be someone who is anxious and overly worries. The next person we'll talk about is the implementer. Now, this person is someone who's usually very conservative, controlled, has great discipline, and is very methodical and stable and systematic and comes across as someone who is very sincere and stable. The advantages of such a person is that they are very disciplined and usually very reliable. They're usually very efficient in their work and can really, and are the ones who can really turn ideas into practical actions. The challenge with such a person is that they can be somewhat inflexible and are very slow to respond to new possibilities. They don't usually like change. The next person we'll talk about is the shaper. This person can be abrasive, arrogant, sometimes seen as very competitive and dominant, and they can sometimes rub people the wrong way. They're usually an extrovert and can sometimes be impulsive and impatient. 
They're also usually very self-confident. The advantage of such a person is that they are very dynamic. They can be very challenging and thrive under pressure. And they can be courageous, which is very helpful when you're trying to overcome some obstacles. The challenge with such a person is that they can be very provocative and easily offend other people. As you would expect from individuals who are very social and focused on the people in the team. So the first one we'll talk about is the coordinator. And this person is usually very trusting. They're usually an extrovert and are very positive. They're usually also very disciplined and usually come across as very stable. The advantage of such a person is that they usually mature, confident in themselves, and delegates authority well to others. So they don't hog authority. The challenge with such a person is that they can sometimes be manipulative and seem to offload their work to other people. The next one on the list is the team worker. Now, this person, again, is also usually an extrovert, very likable, and thought of as very stable and loyal. Sometimes they can also seem submissive when they're being supportive, sometimes coming across as unassertive and a little bit uncompetitive. The advantage of such a person is that they're cooperative. They're usually very mild and diplomatic. They listen a lot and they try to build cohesion and collaboration. They do their best to avoid conflict and can be very helpful to calm the waters within a team. Challenge with this person is they can seem indecisive in crunch situations, which can make it very hard when you have a short timeline and decisions have to be made rapidly. The next person is the resource investigator. The resource investigator is someone who's usually diplomatic, can be dominant, is often enthusiastic, also like the rest is an extrovert, but can be flexible and inquisitive. They're usually someone who is very optimistic and comes across as relaxed and very social and stable. The advantage of such a person is that they're extroverted and so they're very good with communication. They like to explore different opportunities and can be very good at networking and developing contacts within the team and outside of the team as well. The challenge of such a person is that they can be over-optimistic. They usually lose interest very quickly after the initial enthusiasm, and so it can be very hard to keep them focused. The third group is the thinking or analytically centered role. And a lot of these individuals are either researchers or free thinkers, but all of them love to think things through. The first one we'll talk about is the specialist. The specialist is usually an expert who is not interested in other people. They're usually very serious, self-disciplined, and efficient people who like to focus on their work and are very good at what it is that they do. The advantage of such a person, obviously, is that they can be single-minded, they can be dedicated, and they don't need a lot of direction. They can be self-starters who provide knowledge and skills to the group. The challenge is that they usually contribute in a very narrow way. The challenge is that they don't usually do well with other people. And so they're not very inspirational when they have to lead other people. The last one we'll talk about is the plant. Now, the plant is usually someone who is very dominant, who is very imaginative, um, and someone who is very trustful and uninhibited. They kind of do what they want. The advantage of this is that they can be very creative in a very unorthodox ways to solve problems, especially difficult problems. The challenge is that they can be too preoccupied with doing this, trying to solve the problems that they don't actually communicate very well. And so it can be very hard for these people to communicate with others or for others to communicate with them. So those are the nine different roles categorized into those three separate categories. 
Now, Belbin also had six stages of a team's development and linked those stages to the roles that would need to be really dominant in those stages to make sure that you're progressing well through those stages. The six different stages of development are identifying needs, finding ideas, formulating plans, making ideas, establishing team organizations, and following through. So you can see that those very sequential role, starting from identifying the needs all the way through the following through. So for example, in the early stages, team roles like the shaper and the coordinator will be most needed, whereas in the later stages, the completer and the finishers and the implementers make higher contributions to the team. Now, Belbin's team role model has received some criticism, specifically around the nine team roles. There's been some challenge that the team roles cannot be clearly differentiated from each other, especially in some of the research studies that have been conducted on this model. But in general, the model is thought to be useful for identifying individual preferences towards contributing and interacting within a team setting, which will allow the team members of a team to provide valuable contributions to the team goal overall. Okay, so as always, this is a lot of information that can be helpful when you're looking for a team effectiveness model that will be helpful to you as you identify different roles in your team. So I highly recommend that you check this out and do some additional research to see if this is something that would be helpful to you in your team. All right, I hope this has been helpful and I hope you will join us again. <laughs>